Daily Talk Show, episode 437. What's happening, guys? What's going on? It's uh, it's Tuesday. Yeah, it is. And the hoodies have arrived. Yes. Uh, I'm very excited by that. Well, uh, we got four boxes. Four or five boxes, Mr. 97? The five. Five boxes. Five boxes. Filled to the brim. The Daily Talk Show hoodies, these are being mailed out mm-hmm. very soon. Yeah. So if you've got in and got the uh, first round, actually the first and only round yeah, of these exactly. hoodies, so mm-hmm. it's a... I mean, we called it a uh, a one and a limited run, limited run of this particular style. So, mm-hmm. so if you didn't get them, you sucked on, up. sucked in, sucked <laughs> on, sucked on, sucked, sucked on. on. Get around it. If you're going to troll someone, you've got to really <laughs> get them sure with it. the old sucked on. Yeah, I sucked try, on. I tried um, DD this morning. Oh yeah, it's um, hola. It's the similar one. It's like mm-hmm. DD. Oh, you're talking about a cab service, a uh, ride sharing, ride sharing. Yeah. And so it's similar, like the guy also does Uber. Oh, they've got them all, don't they? Yeah. It's like that guy in New York City. Mm-hmm. He's got like four phones. Looks Just like sh- fucking sh- NASA. I mean, you're in your little you know, cockpit. Your, yeah, I cockpit. actually like that idea. I like having lots of phones, like a lot of phones, things going on. Uh, very disengaged core. Yeah, it's, it's just, just it's really relaxing. That disengaged life. Yeah, but when I when I sat in the DD, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't have the same ring. Like if I tell someone, hey, I'm going to be there just in the DD, <laughs> so it's confusing. You, yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. yeah, very confusing. And so it happened multiple times, like um, on the... On the way back, I caught DD and needed to piss so bad mm. that I was like sweating <laughs> profusely. And I actually had to, I got into a meditative state. I had to meditate because I was like, God, the only time he meditates is when he needs to piss yeah. real bad. <laughs> no, but I was, <laughs> start it was it's a the point. only other time he engages his core as <laughs> yeah. well. Just, well, I was just like, mum used to tell me to do like Kegel exercise, like really? squeeze my bum hole. Nah, it's too late. Trying to work out how to squeeze. When you're when you need to, so what I did was I yeah. um like at first I was literally well driving along a park mm. and it was getting to a point where I was like gonna get him to pull over so I could piss on a tree, but really? it was in the CBD. It's illegal, so you can't do it. But anyway, yeah. uh, going on uh, when I first got into the DJ, uh, I sit down. I was like, there was keys, and I was like, oh. I nearly like because I'm wearing my hoodie. Mm. I wear the put the keys in the hoodie pouch. I was like. Fuck, that could have been close. Could have lost them. Picked them up. Not my keys. Someone else's keys. Someone else's keys oh, on the back shit. of the DD. Oh, that's so annoying. You hope you did the right thing. What did you say? Well, so I um I looked at the keys and it had a good health or like one of the fitness places, good fitness, whatever it is. Great idea. Uh, Camberwell. Yep. So I called them and I said, hey, one of your members have left their keys in an uber because i couldn't like, be fuck dealing with explaining what dd is <laughs> and so i just said oh, they're like whoa, whoa whoa forget the keys what is dd <laughs> i know who is she is bit, that the member's name it's a little bit confusing and so i did um i uh i said can you contact the member let them know give them my number and they can call me and have they called and so the the trip was like a 30 minute trip to the city it took ages this morning really and, I mean, um, I thought you were walking. You're in shorts and they're very short. Well, what? I was planning on doing a walk, but, but uh, my friend cancelled. Okay. Uh, but the uh, – so I, I gave it like halfway through the trip and then I called the gym again because I hadn't heard anything. And the gym person said, it's like, oh, I, I spoke to him. He was really grateful. I'm surprised he hasn't called back. Mm. And um, I was like, okay. Uh, well, I was just calling because, you know, I'm going to be out of the car soon. And so I was thinking in my head, I was like, okay, well, 
I could take the keys, get them to pick it up from the office. And I was like, you know what? If they don't call back, uh, I think that I'm better off just leaving them in the car and then it just become and tell the driver and say, hey, here are the keys. Can you sort it out? So you made it your problem and then you're then handballing it back over to the driver. It was a problem whilst I was in the vehicle. <laughs> but you've engaged the problem. I mean, I appreciate I think it's a commendable thing to do. Well, it's the equivalent. What you're saying is that you call triple zero and you're expecting me to then also resuscitate the person when the paramedics are there. Oh, no, not at all. I think you've, I think it'd be a gronk move to leave the keys in the car and not mention them. Oh, no. So, yeah, I, I mentioned, so you mentioned I told them, the guy. But he was so the, slow. Like it was one of those cases where we were, I was catching up with Uncle Trev. He's come to Melbourne. Yeah, he was first doing, time meeting Trev. Yeah. He was, I mean, he was with the solicitors, wasn't he? For the, uh, for the repayment, <laughs> for the, yeah, we're going the, on a payment plan for Dill's mini bar. Yeah, we uh, yeah, the, the debt collectors are after him. I, I saw you shouted in breakfast. Well done, yeah, thank you. Yeah, bacon and egg. Did uh, he try and push panini. back on that? Yeah, he did. He's, Fuck, he's, he's like, such an Aussie bloke. He's isn't he? like, ah, he has his Samsung Note 10 or whatever he's rocking. Tap and the pay new one. Ready to go. Yeah, he's got oh. it ready to go. Mate, just let Josh get the bacon yeah. and egg McMuffins. Yeah, <laughs> they were paninis. But I, yeah, he was the the driver was so slow. And just like that annoying thing where they're indicating, like someone would indicate in front and then they w- wouldn't go around all that sort of thing. So it was, the guy wasn't that, the driver wasn't that competent yeah. in driving. So I did wonder about his competency of getting these keys to the person. So we'll never know. Well, I got a, uh, a, a voicemail. Did you? From the guy whose keys it was. What was his name? Brett? Don't know. He didn't say his he name. He didn't say his name? No. But um, I didn't answer because I wanted it just to go voicemail because not my problem anymore. Yeah. And he just said, hi, you know, I heard you've got the keys. Thanks so much. Give me a call back. <laughs> and this was like, <laughs> I mean, the Good thing day. is that he's called me at 11.36 a.m. The whole key thing, I contacted the gym at 8.30 and so he's given yeah, it yeah. like, if you find out someone's got your you, keys. I yeah. think you should have pocketed them. I think you should have just had them. No, nah, because then it does become my problem. No, but it became your but problem. But there was a loss in problem. No, no, no. So what should I have done? Have them on you and you can come pick them up from the studio. I can guarantee it would have annoyed the fuck out of you because what no, would have happened? I don't really care. Because I, mean, I would have said, guys, we can't do the show until no, John picks up his keys. That's all right. John could have got them midway through. But I think, um, <laughs> nah, see, the, I wonder if you'll get them back now. Well, I, I texted we him. A, yeah, and what did he say? Because ha- does he have a number? Did you give a number of the doo-doo, the doo-doo, doo-doo driver? Oh, I don't have that. <laughs> doo-doo. The, oh, no, but the doo-doo. So how, how is he going to find the Diddy yeah, driver? Yeah, exactly. Well, he knows now. Because if you think about it, if I didn't contact him, he could have been like, where are my keys? <laughs> they could be anywhere in the world. So now he knows that they were in the car. I've so now it's his yeah. responsibility to I've, work out how to get to that car. Uh, <laughs> someone was telling me a story about leaving your phone in an Uber and then they got onto the Uber driver and then – he was just being really shit getting back to them. And so he did the find find my iPhone thing, went out to the western Tra- suburbs, found the fucking car, knocking on the door. The dude's like, oh, oh and, you know, got him. But the pain in the ass that, that it was for him. Mm. So maybe it's going to so, be a real pain in the dick. Yeah, so I said, hey there, I left your keys with the driver as I hadn't heard anything after I called the gym. Hope you get them okay. Yeah. <laughs> there is that a lost and up. found button within the app, I believe. Did you do the research or you just looked I just saw, yeah, I did see like a lost and found. I just thing. hope he gets them back. Yeah, I think it's I fine. I mean, I, if that were my keys, I'd be straight. 
Mate, can you give me the guy who's calling the phone yeah, number? Exactly. I'll call him. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's how I, I need my house key. Yeah. Far out. Well, I actually saw a um, there's a radio personality in the US named Bobby Bones. Oh, He's yeah. sort of like the country version of Ryan Seacrest. And um, he did an Insta story the other day where he found someone's um, driver's license and he did an Insta story where he just took a photo and said, hey, does anyone know this person? I want to give her back her um, license. Well, he's a celeb, so I guess it would be easier to... But, I mean, was the number on there? Was well, the... this is the weird thing. He kept her date of birth. Oh, that's okay. Do you think? That's okay. It's, it's always a driver's, driver's license number. Yeah, that was gone. That, he date of birth is fine. Maybe he's trying to do it. Like, I mean, it's a It's weird, all for content. It's definitely all for content. I tell you something. One night, um, I mean, when you're drunk and going to nightclubs and getting Ubers around or doo-doos these days, DDs these <laughs> days, you... It's a funny troll. You oh. definitely <laughs> will lose shit. And so one night... Uh, me and this girl, Rachel, were um, going to the city in a cab to pick up her phone that she had left with her friend. So we, w- it was like a 20-minute cab. Why were you going with Rachel? Because we, we were heading back to her place. We're hanging out. Okay. And so anyway, this was fucking eight years ago or something. Anyway, driving along, pick up the <laughs> phone. What do you mean? Why was I with Rachel? No, I, well, <laughs> I don't think you even have to use names. Just use you name. With Rachel. Is she your girlfriend or no? Dropped off. uh, (laughs) We we got to this club. She goes up, gets the phone back, and we're like, great, got the phone. Mm. Go home. Next morning, where the fuck's my phone? She left it in the cab that we had got to go and pick up her phone. So the (laughs) the next morning we are calling it and this guy answers. He's like, hello. He's like, Irish accent, can't do it. No, you that can't. was Irish. Irish. Yeah. Hello. Well, uh, hello. It just um, definitely wasn't. Yes, this is this is Scott. Here you go. Anyway, I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, I, um, we organised to go and pick the phone up from his place. Mm-hmm. wasn't too far away, so we drove there, and he was the nicest guy. He's like, "Yeah, I was in the I was in the cab last night, and I uh, and I saw the phone. And I thought oh, I'll just take it, and in the morning I'll call and make the you know connect the dots and <laughs> get it back to the owner." That was a commendable guy. Yeah. I mean, you were halfway there. Mm-hmm. You were halfway to being a real commendable guy. Well, I just feel that the um, – I would, in a previous life, I've, I've been described as having levels of codependency. Okay. And I, I mean, the, I, I think didn't want to. I didn't want to fall into the trap of somehow being codependent with someone's keys that I just found. So I was sort of like, you know mm. what, I've done my bit. Because there's part of me which is like, you know what, I'm going to drop them off to where, where is he, where is he living or working? Yeah. I'll drop them off, make sure he gets them okay. And then I was like, you know what? No. <laughs> I, I mean, what goes around comes around. Yeah, hopefully he gets them. Hopefully this is, a, I think we should try and close the loop Maybe, tomorrow. Yeah. I'll text him. Text him and go, hey bro, did, did you, you get, get your keys? keys? Did you get your keys? I think we'll just give you a bit of an update as yeah. we, because as we go just imagine, break. just imagine if, for instance, it was, you know, I don't know in the opposite side of town and how annoying how annoying would it be if someone had your keys and they just kept moving around? Like that's how I felt. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to go from work to home. Oh, no, but then- we, we've, the, the good thing about having a business is we've got business hours. Mm. Essentially, we're in here all the time. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Have you found anything before 90 serves, anything on the ground? That you've returned? That I've returned. <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing. No, actually, I, I think... No, actually, I can't think of anything that I've actually found. You were on the receiving end of a good Samaritan. 
when you gave your oh. GoPro that you actually wanted to keep to, oh, yeah, to the guy horrendous. that bought all the old shitty ones. And so he's got this, whatever, 4K GoPro in, yeah, in the he's mix. Got this, yeah, this nice little brand new GoPro. So, yeah, you, you were selling all these old ones and then you just had a GoPro box and forgot to take you the one you're actually keeping. Yeah. So did he have to then spend the money and to, post it, to post it back? Yeah. And you didn't reimburse him? You see, this is what I mean. So, well, the, well, the thing is, right? I, oh, but good I, bloke. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. you look at this guy, shit yeah, yeah. bloke. So right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you could say, mm. I don't know what bloke I you are. I think it was really good. I think I could have ignored the situation completely. I could have pretended that the keys oh, weren't there. Massive drunk bird. Um, well, you, I mean, I, yeah, I appreciate it because you could have also just grabbed them and gone, mate, pair of keys back here, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was like you started something. Yeah. The other thing too, the reason why I gave them to the driver was because... When I, after all of that happened and I, um, I was on the phone to the gym, the driver's phone kept calling, like ringing, and he kept declining it. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was the person. Oh, because you can call. Like I'm guessing it was probably like a lost and found option. Yeah. And he kept apologising to me being like, oh, sorry, my phone keeps ringing. I mean, I'm sus on all of these Uber drivers. They're having fucking family meetings. DDs, whatever. They're always on the phone. On the headphones, It's ridiculous. The key thing, so I I worked in an old school gym. Mm -hmm. Actually saying that now if you don't have your membership and you go to fitness first, so you you just have forgotten your cards. You can say, uh, here here's my keys in exchange for a, a replacement card just for the time that you're at the gym. So you can mm-hmm. use lockers and whatever. Anyway, so I hand over my keys, but I'm always apprehensive because I'm like, fucking, this could just be handed out because I've handed the wrong set of keys mm. out before. Uh-huh. When I worked at Body World, this old school bodybuilding gym, they we just had a key uh, like a hanger, and then. You know, you, you give Gronks an inch, they'll take a mile. Mm-hmm. So everybody bought their keys in to do a workout and they'd just be like, oh, take my keys. Oh, actually, can you take my wallet? And so you uh, end up just – we're taking so many stuff. things of people and there's a high chance that it fucks up. So I took these keys and hung them up amongst a bunch. Mm-hmm. And you got good at going, they're Bruce's keys, they're Janet's keys, you know. Mm-hmm. But this one day I gave a pair of keys to this guy and I didn't know – I. Did he, when, what did he say? He took them. He went home. And then another member comes up and oh. says, can I have my keys? And I'm just going, oh, I don't know where they are. I'm looking for the tags. And so I fucked it. I'd given the wrong set of keys to the wrong person. I mean, this, this happens traveling a lot. Like I feel like it's always in the places where you feel like you, it's a potential for getting your identity stolen. Oh, I mean, and that's like, a weird thing in itself. People stealing your identity. Yeah, I mean that's a yeah that's a whole other thing. I mean that's a lot more than keys. But think about like passports. Like if you go to um, you're doing random shit. I feel like in Turkey, when Bree and I were doing the um, like our uh, hot air balloon in Cappadocia, mm. they would. That's um, like right now, isn't it? A year ago. A year ago, yeah. Wow. Um, but I feel like we're giving passports and, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, just, you don't want to – it's like the golden ticket, you know, to get mm-hmm. out of a country. Like, yeah. You don't want to not have a passport mm-hmm. in somewhere like Turkey. Yeah. Have you even got a passport? i got a passport, <laughs> I yeah. actually you asked can. him to get his Esther. So he's oh, got his Esther. I've got an Esther So at any moment we could leave for the US if we wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> That's good to My know. My friend flew all the way to the US and then got denied. Oh no! Why? Because they didn't have their no, 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 no. Because she she'd gone in on an Esther, but she'd lived there. So then they think that she was coming back to work Uh, and trying. You know, mm -hmm. I get it. They're very strict on border security and people trying to migrate. 
but you get all the way there. And my question was, how did you get back? Like, did they put you on a flight straight away? It's the airline's responsibility. Do they? Do does they she, charge you? Yeah. Does she pay? No. For it? No. 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 So Ooh. the so the airline. This is a little, get a this loophole. Flight. This yeah. is good. Well, you got to pay for the one there. So she's completely wasted twenty four hour. No, twenty. Yeah, thirty hours, thirty plus hours, and stress of just rocking up and coming back because the airport. So the airline, there's some deal where it's buy one get a return. No, free. but they're the, so it must be in some sort of what do you call it? Uh, fucking aeronautical. Agreement. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who who were the airports anyway. So it must be the aeronautical agreement. Aeronautical agreement. So what I'm trying to say is the airlines have an agreement. I don't know who with. It must be the US. What does aeronautical mean, by the way? Aeronautical. Isn't it just about like things in the sky? Aeronautical or- agreements and arrangements. Australia's air service. Oh. Can you just go on to Google and type in define aeronautical? Yeah, sure. It's a good word. Aeronautical. I can't believe I even know this. I pull words out my ass and I sometimes get it right. And today might be one of those days. Relating to the science or practice of building or flying aircraft. <laughs> yeah, it's the wrong context, 100%. <laughs> no, no, yeah. But yeah, what's actually, their physics so, agreement? So who has – who's the agreement with? So is it Australia – so if you fly United mm. Airlines, mm-hmm. is it United Airlines has a deal with their own government that if – Someone comes in and they get denied. It's their responsibility to send them straight back. Well, that's why they check because normally they do their um, their checking before you even get on the flight. Like they need to, you know, look over and make sure you've got your ESTA. But maybe that's the thing. You've, you've actually got your ESTA, mm-hmm. but then you get knocked back for another reason. Or how about the, yeah. I so get what you're it's saying. It's fucking tough. Well, like, how about this? Uh, so annoying. 97, you probably uh, never heard this. Early, like we were doing the show when I was traveling. Oh, no. And uh, we actually, uh, on the way to the US, so I was flying from um, uh, Athens to um, to Turkey and then out Turkey to the US. You were, you were lucky even to get to Athens because yeah. of the, the wind and the, oh. Yeah, oh, that was right. So, Far yeah, when we, we were on Paros on an island and... Uh, the basically we we're going to be interviewing Seth Godin in in New York in like three days time. I was in Paros and we'd organised flights out of uh, sorry a boat out of Paros to Athens and then Athens we're getting on a flight and going to um to New York via Istanbul in Turkey. Anyway, when we're in Paros, they cancelled all boats because of um, weather, and so the only way out was by plane and there was only one plane uh. that was leaving on the day that we were leaving. Like basically we found out the morning of mm. and we were got the last two tickets on the oh. flight. These, oh. fl- these planes are so small because the islands just like are propeller, tiny. So yeah. Just Rickety, like a, yeah. yeah. So we did that so that was fine. Got to um, the uh, Athens airport mm. uh, and uh, lined up, showed uh, my Esther – and then Brie was just like Google, like finding on her phone her Esther. It turns out that her Esther had expired. Oh, no. So she didn't have a visa to be able to go into the US. I oh, know. And so they wouldn't let us go onto the flight to Istanbul because she didn't have it. And so we were sitting using, and this is what like what pays off for me needing to be connected all the time, means yeah. I had great data. Yeah. And so we connected to um 
the website. And, you know, like you go on and you, you, you fill yeah, it out. Yeah, the yeah. Form. So we had to fill out an Esther form and then it says like it's got 48 hours yeah. to, to do it. And so filled one out and then refreshed the page and it said confirmed. So it says we on was, there 48 hours. Yeah. Minimum usually. I, I pr- it says 10, 10 business days or something like that. Maybe max. for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he went the, yeah. the cheaper option. <laughs> well, you can. Here's a tip for you. Some people fuck up by going to, um, they Google Esther and they oh. go through a third party and end up spending heaps more. You can well, go directly on the government side. That's where you have to, that's where you should go. That's, yeah, but government. I can't believe that they, because someone said, I, heard, yeah. I actually overheard someone recently saying, oh, you need, you need at least a, two days or something mm. to get your Esther. They won't let you in. But I reckon that's like such a rare case that you can refresh and have it yeah. there. That was lucky. I reckon it's probably because Brie was, had um, had an Esther before. Mm. But the thing is. But she's made with Trump as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, it just made a call. No, but I think that um, I just think about if we had fucked up one thing. So what, if it was just like in that stress oh, of doing yeah, yeah, it all, because yeah. we tried to do it on the phone. It shows yeah. where just user experience is horrendous trying to do it on the phone. So we were, had taken out my laptop and was doing hotspotting. Government websites on yeah. any phone. Still haven't checked that MyGov message. <laughs> oh, don't get, don't yeah. check MyGov on your phone. Yeah. It's atrocious. Um, actually, maybe there's an app. Is there an no, app? No, there app? isn't. Bree was like, there's an app. You should download it. No app. No, no it's, app. A me- it's a, web, it's a web face app. No, there's a Medi... Um, I think it's a Medicare app. Okay. So what would have you done hypothetically if... So you could get in, mm-hmm. Brie couldn't. What do you do? Well, we were already talking. We I was already on the plane. I was in the air. Yeah. I was flying over. Well, Brie and I had already talked about it and she was very much like, look, yeah, this is my fuck up. And because Brie is the most organized person I know. And mm. so for her, like we were coming off the back of three and a half months of just leisure. Mm. And so that, I guess that's part of what happened. But she was like, you're going to go on, like you have to go. And so, like, we were almost preparing ourselves, like, okay, well, yeah. you're going to be okay. We'll organize a flight and make it work. And maybe I probably should have known that the Esther would have been fine. And so I should have gone harder at being the hero and said, no, I'm not going. <laughs> but I was like, yep, yeah. uh, you'll be right. You'll have to get a hotel, but I'll make it. <laughs> and you know what I mean? No, like, I was, it. Mate, we had Seth Godin. Yeah. We'll leave our wives and yeah, our girlfriends to go see Seth yeah, Godin. Exactly. And so, there's worse places to be left. But it's the equivalent. Yeah, no, but it's the equivalent of um, uh, like showing your cards unnecessarily. Like if you're going to be late to something. Yeah. The other day I was running late. I was like, hmm. Nine times out of ten, this person is late. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything, and let's just see what happens. And sure enough. I bet them to the location. And so then I, I didn't look like I was we, like. We've done it with the podcast. We had something come up where we needed to shift a guest mm-hmm. that we wanted to record but just had to do oh, something. Yeah, yeah. And I held out and boom. Yeah, just a couple of professionals at work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, it's, I think it's pretty human. I think it's especially if you want to have a nice night home mm-hmm. and your friends cancel on you. There's actually nothing better. It feels like you've, you're on like, you know, it feels like a public holiday. It feels yeah. like a you're free time. on holiday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what are these <laughs> hours? These don't feel normal, you know. <laughs> Cancel culture. Cancel culture. It's a thing. But there was literally a New York Times. If you type in cancel culture, New York Times 97, there was an article probably written two and a half years ago all about it. I I think cancel culture now is a different thing. It's all about the people getting cancelled, like shows being cancelled. That wasn't the same thing. I mean, I have seen um, I Watch Saturday Night Rove. 
Is there a th- I so Rove McManus has, has a, a TV Saturday, show, has a TV show on Saturday nights, and Rove, can I just Rove is a uh, Australian TV personality that was when Josh and I were growing up. One of my favourite shows, yeah. Rove Live. Hamish and Andy were yeah. that I watched it, it for them. Ryan Shelton. So it was so good. So this is the thing. So I watched it and um, I had to turn it off based on the pain that it was giving me. Really? Just because, and then I went down a rabbit hole of like I was, I was like, oh. I'm going to watch some of his old stuff. And I watched all like highlights of Rove Live 2004 and it was just the best TV. They're like Avril Lavigne performing, Pink performing. They had Hilary Duff on the – and it was just this back and forth really quick conversations. And um, maybe it's like just too much, too much pressure. I thought you were going to say it was you watched it and it wasn't as good as what you remember because that happens a lot. No, the, this so this is the okay, Rove awesome. Live 2004 mm-hmm. holds up as an amazing show. He used to like close down a street, a cul-de-sac in a in a suburban neighbourhood uh-huh. and do the show from like the houses. Remember how sick that yeah, was? He did. He would do a thing where they would go live and they would. Uh, you would not know this, Mister Ninety Seven. You probably. What are you googling right now? Cancel culture. Uh, no, there's actually, it's not the right thing, cancel culture. It's the thing I was talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's musicians being cancelled and also like... Um, Comedians. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's 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 playing... Yeah, everything's being cancelled. Yeah. No, it's about like, um, it takes, you know, someone says only, the wrong fucking thing. It only thing. takes one thing for fans to dump a celebrity. That's the... Oh, interesting. Sub, no, I, I swear... Cancel culture, I've only heard in respect to like can comedians go, saying the you, wrong uh, thing and then their Netflix special. Friends cancelling plans and then write cancel culture, just so I'm right. Some hipster um, New York Times reporter just yeah. <laughs> used it in the wrong yeah. context. No, but this was this was from a few years ago now because I remember doing a Facebook post just saying, yeah, sad, <laughs> even though that's so. So Rove Live, new show, it's not. It's not is, he, is he trying to be the old Rove or is it like a... Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to work out what it is. Or is it just the, t- oh, you know the what? times? Part of it, part of it is that it's the times. Mm. So the shit that the shit that you could laugh at in 2004, uh, and that whereas it felt like uh, there was a constant feeling of oh, you can't say that, like, mm. which I think is a good thing, but maybe from a comedic flow, you've got an audience. Oh, that was the other thing. They were. When like I I've seen Conan live, I've mm. seen Jimmy Kimmel live, and um, there's a lot of work done. Especially um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, I saw at South by Southwest, but Conan, I saw at his mm. um, studio, and they do heaps of work around like getting everyone excited yeah, and clapping yeah. and just like laughing, and it almost feels ridiculous because they say, okay, when Conan comes out. You need to be clapping mm. and he's going to tell you to stop. But you just got to keep going, okay, right? <laughs> and it's almost like they said that to Rove's audience. Yeah. But if, you, if, uh, if you're feeling a little bit anxious, just clap, <laughs> right? And so there's just like it, every time Jessica Malboy said something, everyone's like clapping. Yeah. And it just I was um, – and I feel like it <clears> – yeah, what is that? Because they're all talented people. Mm. They're all like amazing – uh, entertainers. Well, uh, it, so they're trying to socially, they're trying to engineer when people clap, right? It's like um, sitcoms or mm-hmm. uh, even Seinfeld was like you could hear the crowd. You know, it's like it's like you can hear it. You're, you're told when to laugh. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's the problem that it's actually not that funny mm-hmm. and we're just conditioned differently now yeah. that 
we laugh and we want. Well, it's almost like celebrating. The audience is like designed to celebrate the guests. Yeah. And so when it's um, not necessarily connecting or yeah, they have yeah. it, like I think it would be really hard. I reckon if, if, if we're trying to have a conversation and every single time we said something that's not that funny, it got a clap and a laugh. Yeah, which I'm disappointed Mr. 97 yeah. doesn't actually do that. There, there you go. go. Got my little laugh. I don't think it even opened up the noise gate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe laughs are good. Even so, in live, so at live events, mm-hmm. things are funnier. Podcasts. This is why Joe Rogan said I don't record mine live because it's a different environment, mm-hmm. right? It actually suits a nice, comfortable, small, intimate room. I mean, it's nice to have people here, but when you do, say, if we put 20, 30, 40, 50 people in front of us. I'm sure the energy would be different and people will connect with different things that they won't through the headphones when they're just by themselves. And like I would love to see um, like Australian TV, talk shows, like uh, evening sort mm, of mm. like night shows. There's not really anything. They don't exist. Ki- uh, Kinney, but that's all pre-recorded. Um, the, the Project, and that's Rove's yeah. baby too. Rove Enterprise, Roving yeah. Enterprises. I, so wh- what channel was it on? 10. Ten, back to his old stomping ground. Yeah. I mean, they got a, a they'll cancel it, right? They well, just, it had a really bad ratings as well. I mean, TV, crude and unfunny, crude and unfunny. Is was that, that what it says? Yeah, what? Uh, uh, read an article. What is uh, it? That's say? the Daily Mail. But uh, some uh, tweets. I mean, no, they're trusty. Rove. Sometimes you need to be aware when to throw in the towel. Uh, Saturday night was, was a Josh bit of a fizzer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the thing. This is. No, I think you're probably on the money. So the criticism, though, what I worry about is, is that the answer? Does Rove just have to fucking give up? That doesn't feel fair. He's playing. Maybe not fair, but does that feel like... But but I think what is... I think as an artist, you need to understand the times or you at least need to have a crack. Did he just get a shitload of cash and doing what he wants to do? So maybe he's winning. Yeah. But I think artists want to have that... They want something to work, something to connect, something to... He just wants to do a good job. Exactly. So, But maybe... Why doesn't he have a podcast? Why doesn't yeah. he have and so that a was talk part show? Of it. Like, look at what we create with not much money. I guess that was part of it, which was like um, maybe like if all of this is just like muscles, we're building muscles, mm. he hasn't lifted a weight from our eyes based on like what we're seeing in the public. He hasn't lifted, mm. uh, you know, a heavy weight in seven years, seven or eight years or yeah. however long it was since Rove. And then yeah. so him just getting out and being able to do it is he, really hard. He did Rove LA and that didn't go so Which well. Which I either. watched some of that too. And I heard him, um, he was interviewing Seth MacFarlane and uh, yeah, it's interesting. What's commendable about Rove is that he conquered Australian television, mm. created a company that now has one of probably the most popular night shows mm. If there is any, uh, the project, and then I, I I saw him write about Rove LA. It was his dream to go and have a show in LA. So we fulfilled that dream, mm. right? It'd be like if we wanted to do something, and but it doesn't land. So how do you see? It? It's like I've we've accomplished the the thing. We've done the action of creating the show, but it hasn't done the 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 reward on the other side of it, which is probably what he's doing now. Maybe it's also like culture. So if you think about when Rove was doing that show. It was like one of the first seasons of Big Brother, one of the mm. first seasons of Australian Idol. It's like when everyone was watching, like when you would go to school, everyone was talking about the same thing. Mm. And um, it felt like reality had that novelty. We weren't sort of over, like uh, like he was having hard-hitting conversations with like Big Brother people. Yeah. 
It's just like, and if you tried to do that on The Bachelor, like, yeah, yeah, crew, it would people just are fall there, flat. People are there for the garbage, but that's what it's. it's not but it was a really good. It felt fucking great. I'll um, mm. I'll put a, a link in the show notes because that the old school rove. Yeah, that eight minute highlights package. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole and there was, I went down an absolute rabbit hole. Someone had put together like a five minute uh, montage of Carrie Bickmore with no dialogue, just like. Jazz music. It's quite strange. I mean, there's lots of successful people that came that were on the rise within yeah. that show. Now they're superstars in mm-hmm. Australia. So, yeah. yeah, whether it's his time or not. Um, just to wrap up, you got a, we've got an email, Mr. 97. Got a couple just of emails. One? No, no, <laughs> just we've, no, we've got a couple. Ryan Spencer, it's the end of an era, but hey, that was one hell of a send-off. This is in relation to Dill. Yeah, we've got a video going up for Dill's last send-off today. Yeah, really? Yeah. What have you, you been working on? Yeah, it's it? cut together. I'll uh, we'll get it up soon. What's in it? It's just him eating that cake. It's ridiculous. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard. Ate two and a half thousand calories. <laughs> Go to our Instagram. It's an IGTV video. Oh, perfect. Great. It went for more than a minute. Yeah. You made eating the cake. <laughs> That's sped up as well, wasn't so it? So what I did was I cut every moment. I didn't do a time. I cut every moment he took a bite. Mm-hmm. And so there's just, <laughs> it's so funny. It's great. Great. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't looking for a response from you, mate. Yeah. I was, you, this is where you just take on no, that. That's good. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Great. You can't just, just let it go. Just let it go. Though I was a little disappointed that they weren't lamington cakes. Mm. We, we did lamingtons in the early days. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, this is from Dill's mum. Too healthy as well, lamingtons. <laughs> yeah, we wanted those we calories, pink, baby. We needed a bit of pink um, pink icing. It smelled like a pink donut. Yeah. Like it smelled, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Real sugary. Josh, Tommy, Mr. 97 and all. I would like to take this opportunity to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for inviting Dill to Melbourne, accepting him as an intern and being there for him for the past four months. This is his mum. Leave with names. He he said Michelle, but it was But leave with context. Words alone cannot express our thanks for everything you and all the people he has met have done for him while he was there. You have all become part of our family and we look forward to seeing what the future holds for the Daily Talk Show and for all of you personally. We wish you all the best for future endeavours and we'll be following along with everything on Instagram and watching on YouTube. Steering up. Steering Lovely. Up. Jesus. I mean, well, Michelle, the, the Gronk squad is, has grown. It has. Yeah, yeah. It felt like a sending deal off into his hotel room, which could have been a really bad idea. <laughs> he stayed at the, at the airport yeah. um, the night before his flight. Wonder what he, do you know what he ate? Nah, he I didn't pretty, ask him. I think he was probably just. I, Do you reckon he went with room service? Probably. Nah, yeah. no, no, no. It was his card. It was his card. Oh, it yeah. wasn't our card. No, no. I don't think he would have done room service because you were saying. Anyway, we can. You get were him. telling him to. You're really selling in <laughs> room service. Oh well, when you're at a hotel, I don't know. It's just it's you can't be sad. fucked doing anything. Yeah, I mean, but Dill loves this shit. Yeah, but the thing that I love hotels. Having CNN on, just watching the news. Yeah, but it's co- complemented yeah. with a, um, what do you call it? The little triangle sandwiches, the um, uh, club room. sandwich, oh, club sandwich. Yeah. Chicken, lettuce, under bacon. We worked oh, that yeah, out, remember? remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Club yeah. sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, we got another email. Yeah, another one from Kyle Dundas. Hi, Tommy, Josh, Mr. 97 and 3D Dill. Lads, I just wanted to say thank you. I've listened to episode 100 with Hamish Blake from the one-hour mark countless times. Don't know what happened before the <laughs> hour mark just us talking shit? 
But maybe it was where Hayne went real reflective. Yeah, I yeah. think that we... I've got to listen to that again. You and I even talk about the fact that like our first few minutes of a conversation, it's not our strongest. I don't think there's many great podcasters. Some of the, mm-hmm. my favourite ones all say 20 minutes, you're kind of hitting a stride. Mm-hmm. Everything's just relaxed at that point. How long did that just... conversation go for? An hour 10? <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes at the end? <laughs> Mate, Hayne was minute. so generous. He'd just flown in from Sydney. Yeah. It was late. We got the episode just yeah, that out was like eleven. That would, that would have been one of the latest episodes we ever put out. Mate. It was like 11.30. Yeah. It's um, it's completely changed my perspective on life and creativity. You have no idea how much I really appreciate that you've put Hamish's conversation out into the world. Keep on creep keeping on. Keep on creeping on. Creeping on as Woo! well. Keep on creeping on. Thanks, bro. I, mean, I think it's it's the um you know why it's uh, so amazing what we get to do mm. and that the the fact that so many like Marley yesterday like so many mm. amazing people mm. are willing to have conversations with us because yeah. it's very easy to just say no or or just ignore our requests. Yeah, totally. I, it's it's just a um, capturing a moment of time. Like mm. and that's what I love about like an hour and whatever it was with Haim, over an hour. It's, you should have looked that up. Yeah. You know you did. Josh gave you a few bits of bait and um, he didn't nibble. Well, he nearly did. I think you even you gestured <laughs> as if you were going to. <laughs> but we've got that moment in time. That, that people, anyone can listen back to. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. weird thing. And so as we're, we we forget totally about the past when we're just constantly thinking today, what's on tomorrow, mm. what's on the next day, what's on this week. Hour 44. Oh, Hour wow. Yeah. That's a good solid 44 minutes. minutes. Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, uh, 44. Yeah, 44. I thought he said 50 minutes. Anyway, it's, um, I've captured this in time. That's fucked. Can That's we delete fine. this? No, <laughs> we don't edit. Uh, That's what I also love. We don't edit any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So every conversation you're hearing is unedited. It's unscripted. Mm-hmm. We literally had someone that might not come on based on it not being edited. I think they're coming on. Okay, good. But right. but but we. It's a moment where we stand strong to what we are. Mm-hmm. We're not a show that edits, and for that reason, we We're understand. Lazy fucks. Oh, but also, <laughs> I think there's a. I think there is a. There is an exchange you do with not. Editing. So that's why we encourage people if you're starting what? not to edit because you're actually going, I'm signing up for giving my genuine mm-hmm. take on something and you're outed. If you, if, you, if you create a podcast and you get in a lot of trouble, it's probably because you think a whole bunch of shit that you that isn't Well, we've that outed great. ourselves so many times for being dumb. Like, that's a, like if you think about it, I was even uh, going through the snippets that Mason had uh, made. It's just like so many times where I'm like, oh, why am I still talking? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I, but we don't edit. Like if we were to listen to it, we could make ourselves sound mm. at least 5% smarter. I think mm. you it's rapid learning too. Mm. This even if you don't care or have aspirations to have some huge podcast, just creating something where you're having conversation or talking is so educational because you you have a chance to stuff up and then you come back and there's no better way to learning than than I believe. By, than it is by stuffing up. Mm. So like... When have you... Uh, what do you think you've learnt the most through doing this show? Oh, I've been thinking a lot about... Um, uh, what's it called? Um, stereotypes. And so you could think of a stereotype and I won't go into it because I think it's something I learnt, but having... Are stereotypes real or are they... 
you know, so if you're to class a group of people and stereotype that group of people, this mm-hmm. is not, not saying being racist, but it's taking a, a bunch of people and seeing something that consistently happens and then uh, affirming that by your personal experience with those people. Mm-hmm. But then I'm thinking, I don't know how, uh, I don't think that there's much benefit in pointing out a stereotype of a certain mm-hmm. group of people. Because maybe well, stereotypes just put people in boxes. Exactly. You, okay? you just hit your arm there. Oh, no, it's just noisy because okay. of the headphones. Yeah. But yeah, so I've, that's one thing I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. I've probably been quicker to stereotype groups of people in my life, and I've said things on this podcast that have pointed to a certain group of people that have stereo that that is me stereotyping, and then I've thought, nah, I don't know if I needed to even acknowledge that area. And so then dropping that out of the conversation. So that uh, that didn't come out of some big thing that went on in the show. It's like literally just I said it and I was like, I didn't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't feel good about something, and that's why showing up, saying stuff, mm-hmm. talking, interacting, understanding is your way to learning for me. It makes yeah. me understand more about myself. It wasn't, I mean, it's, it's a, it wasn't even based on someone else's reaction to it, which is usually how people learn. They well, say something fucked up. Because when you have up. new mates, when you have new mates. Yeah. And you start saying, oh, okay, uh, how would that mate feel about this and that? And we start to like, uh, I guess we are like Jason Fox talks about co-creating or whatever. We're always constantly co-creating. Yeah. And that's why I think that's why I love just having more guests on mm. gives us more opportunities to co-create and to learn from other experiences to, which I think is all, all we're doing is gaining more and more empathy. Yeah. Like I was even um, and understanding other perspectives yeah. to things because, however we view the world is just based on our you know beliefs and yeah. thoughts and surroundings. So it's it's testing all of those, and that's great because you can have people on that we don't actually agree with, but then you can just sort of understand a bit. Like you don't have to understand someone's politics to have a conversation with mm. them. Like I think maybe we've gone too like black and white with stuff. Like it's either they're either on our side. Or they're not. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think that there probably is, like, like the the grey area, the the variables. Mm. Like, okay, something has shaped someone's thoughts based on the experiences they've had, and are we further isolating those people based on uh, being like, oh, you know what, you don't believe how we believe, so we're not going to have mm. you on. I don't mm. know. Yeah, it's constantly learning. Mm-hmm. What about you, 97? What have you learned? Uh, probably, I think the pod, I'm still learning it, but it's it's helped me formulate, I guess, and articulate thoughts and opinions. Mm-hmm. Like I never really thought I had much to say about all these like different topics, but then like something comes up on the show and then it'll make me think about it for the next like few days or whatever. And that that's a way for me to, I guess, like succinctly, develop my thoughts and be able to articulate them in a sort of yeah succinct manner mm-hmm. like it's it's hard because whenever you have those thoughts they're just they're just in your head and you never actually have to talk about them so being able to verbalize them oh, has yeah. been a big learning for me well because we're just reacting normally like we're just in the moment reacting to however we feel without necessarily giving it the critical thought about, okay, why why, why do I think about X, Y, and Z? Mm. And thinking only gets you so far. Yeah. There's other pieces to the equation that can take you down. So if you want to be more articulate, how do you get better at being mm. articulate? You speak and then you think. So you think and then translate the thinking yeah. into 
spoken word. And, and you listen. Because I guess part of it is it's like you, um, it's like uh, year 12 IT, garbage in, <laughs> garbage in, garbage out. And so we are the content that we consume. We are the conversations that we have, the people that we listen yeah. to. Yeah. And so that's part of it too is um, knowing, okay, we don't have all the answers. So let's just have a, have a conversation and listen. Mm. It's good. Um, Marley yesterday said, I think it was, um, don't ask, don't listen to learn, listen. To or learn. don't listen to respond. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen to learn, listen not to learn, listen not, to respond. Yes. Yeah. Listen to learn, don't listen to respond, which is great because it's like when you're telling somebody about how, uh, how much <laughs> awareness they are lacking. Mm. That conversation usually goes, here's the things and I don't need anything back from you right mm. now yeah. because here they are and here's how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, but this is actually, no, you've got to listen. Yeah. And then because mm. if you're just, and I've done this, I think we can all get on the back foot and just, we want to rebut and give an excuse or a reason yeah. as to why something happened. Well, everything's so nuanced too because just that person's experience and the, how they're laying it out is their individual experience doesn't mean it's right as well. Yeah. So that's, that's the other complex bit about yeah. the whole yeah. thing. So like how many times have people uh, uh, said, look, I'm being really honest right now, like like trying to frame something really mean in them just being super honest, Yeah, yeah which yeah. is like, oh, no, well, that's still it that's can, just how you feel. It's not real. Like thoughts aren't facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, tomorrow, great show coming up. Mm-hmm. Shameless. Yeah, gals uh, are back on. Michelle and Zara. Looking forward to that. that. Don't ever say that while I'm saying it. Uh, it's Jinx, a daily talk no show. Uh, Stop the, speaking, mate. I'm going to punch da- you. <laughs> yeah, hi at the dailytalkshow.com if you want to send us an email. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. See you guys.